0: the debate, the debate. I just finished watching the whole thing because again, I was in the field. Um, I have some serious takeaways. First of all, first of all, Bernie Sanders mentioned it kind of briefly, kind of briefly. But at some point, we're going to have to start talking about serious, serious media regulation in this country. Because CNN, I mean, we already know this, is not a media outlet. CNN serves at the pleasure of the establishment, so does MSNBC, and it is mind-boggling. Yes, by the polls, Elizabeth Warren has now come out as a front-runner by the polls, and a lot of those polls are fishy, as we report on here all the time, but for Elizabeth Warren to get, I think she got 13 or so minutes, and Bernie Sanders, who's in the top three, got like six and a half, I believe, I mean... And, and you want to argue that you haven't been propping up Elizabeth Warren for months? I mean, almost every time, yes, she did get a lot of attacks, but they even gave her a chance to respond even when she wasn't even mentioned by other candidates. Meanwhile, I clocked it at a good 40 minutes. Bernie Sanders did not speak at all. And you could tell when CNN is trying to elevate some, trying to give life support to some, CNN is a disgrace. Frankly, I, uh, I'm not going to lead the protests, but I think there needs to be protests outside CNN and MSNBC. You give Elizabeth Warren 13 and a half minutes, you clearly, clearly were trying to elevate the likes of Amy Klobuchar. You're trying to elevate the likes of Cory Booker and basically, you know, resuscitate these dying campaigns. Meanwhile, You cut off Tulsi Gabbard very clearly before she could have another Tulsi Slayer moment like she did to Kamala Harris in that, was it the second debate, towards Elizabeth Warren. Tulsi Gabbard teed up a question for Elizabeth Warren, you know, what would you do on foreign policy? And Elizabeth Warren gives a lot of talking points that Barack Obama gave as a candidate. We need to get out of the Middle East. We need to do this. We need to do that. And Nothing happened before Tulsi Gabbard could have a chance to respond and have a moment to be like, uh, you have a plan for everything, but not this. You seem to basically be reciting talking points of every Democratic candidate, but there's never any follow through. CNN cut her off. So obviously you can't call it a debate if it's rigged in the first place. And the debate was rigged. And I think... I'm not just saying this is a Bernie Sanders supporter. I'm just saying this as uh, somebody who's watched Bernie. I think Bernie finally came breathing fire. And he, I think, put all questions about his health uh, to bed, frankly. I mean, obviously, we'll see how much he campaigns, all that. But I don't mind if he goes from four events a day to two. I mean... He shouldn't, frankly, that's a, that was way too much in the first place. I mean, they were, you could tell they're trying desperately to like tee up an easy question for Beto O'Rourke. But the problem is Beto O'Rourke puts you to sleep. There's no there there. They were trying to give more time to Mayor Pete. The problem is there's no there there. They're probably, they're trying to give more time to Amy Klobuchar. The problem is there is there there. Establishment, Joe Biden as a female version. That's what she is. They're trying to breathe life into Julian Castro, but if you look at the polls, Bernie Sanders gets less time than a lot of these establishment candidates polling at four, three or four percent, and frankly, sorry to offend, I'm not part of the Yang gang, but he was getting equal to, if not more, time than Bernie was getting. I think Yang should get a good amount of time because Yang has shown he has a grassroots movement behind him, the Yang gang. And I respect that. He's not my candidate, but I respect his supporters and all that. But, I mean, the debates are rigged, and I think uh, Bernie supporters in particular, but Tulsi supporters too, should be outside CNN, peacefully. Peacefully. But you can't have a fair contest of ideas if the whole format itself is rigged. And you also can't convince me that Tom Perez and the DNC and CNN didn't widen the net to allow Tom Steyer in and uh, other establishment candidates that, frankly, Tulsi Gabbard is polling better in New Hampshire than a lot of these other candidates like Castro and Klobuchar. Why are they in the debate rather than on the chopping floor, chopping board, like Tulsi Gabbard missed the last debate? Nobody could answer this. No one. There should not be 12 candidates at all in any debate. Frankly, there should not be 10 They should have done two debates, six each, because it's intentionally meant for two things. Number one, to make sure Joe Biden talks as little as possible. And I'm about to show you what I think was his biggest doozy of the night. And to make sure that Elizabeth Warren doesn't get attacked too much because there's too many candidates and it. It's to protect the establishment's choice. And we're going to get to who needs to drop out because there are some folks who need to drop out, so I'm going to go through the list. First off, to me, the biggest story was actually not Bernie Sanders, as much as a great debate as he had. The biggest story to me is this. I think Joe Biden. I mean, you have enough examples now. You have enough. Of course, you know, see it oh, Joe Biden did a good job, but no one with two eyes thinks Joe Biden is ready for prime time. Nobody. With two eyes, thinks Joe Biden is a leading candidate anymore. He cannot construct full sentences together. You want to talk about who is more reliability health wise? Joe Biden. I mean, I'll, I'll just play you one doozy right here.
1: And the Kurds have announced a new deal with the government in Damascus, a victory for Syrian dictator Bashar al Assad and Russia and Iran. Vice President Biden, we know you would not have withdrawn troops from northern Syria in this way, but that is already in process. So would you send American troops back into northern Syria to prevent an ISIS resurgence and protect our Kurdish allies? I would not have withdrawn the troops and I would not have drawn the additional 1,000 troops who are in Iraq, which are in retreat now, being fired on by Assad's people. And the President of the United States saying, if those if those ISIS folks escape from the prisons they're in, they'll only go to Europe and won't affect us. It has been the most shameful thing that, I've, that any president has done in modern history, in, Excuse me, in terms of foreign policy. And the fact of the matter is, I've never seen a time, and I've spent thousands of hours in the Situation Room, I've spent many hours on the ground in those very places in Syria and in Iraq.
0: So, you know, I don't want to expose you to any more of that, and apologies, I, I forgot to change the setting. Uh, Joe Biden. I, I, I don't mean this to be uh, cruel, but Joe Biden can't complete full sentences without stuttering like this. You saw his lip like that, without coughing, without something. He's he's just not cognitively sharp, and you need to be cognitively sharp to defeat a growing. I mean, let's call Trump what he is. He's, he's a fascist, okay? And now we have news that they're going to have the next G7 at his resort. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if that was a progressive having hit the G20 at his resort? So Biden, I think, and it's already shown because Warren in a lot of the polls has moved past Biden, and Biden is now kind of closer to Bernie I think Biden's going to keep falling because he can't, he cannot construct full sentences. He also confused, he said, uh, we need to get out of Iraq. Oh, I mean, Afghanistan. I mean, this is a disaster, a disaster. Not to mention, not to mention, uh, no wonder. No wonder if you have no plans that help working people. You're struggling financially. Joe Biden's bleeding cash spent nearly a million on private jets. And this is someone who's going to defeat Donald Trump? Private jet Joe? Joe Biden's campaign is bleeding cash. And a big reason why appears to be an antiquated, higher-end approach to electoral politics. Biden's team spent more than $923,000, almost a million dollars, on private jets during the last three months. He also, the former vice president, spent more than 230000 on fundraising consultants during quarter three, nearly 500000 on direct mail, and major chunks of change on high-end hotels in cities that serve as donor hubs but aren't centrally located in early voting states. During the third quarter period, the Biden campaign spent more than 20000 at the Carlisle Hotel, very fancy here in New York. More than 14,000 at the Coronado Island in San Diego. More than 4,400 at the Hotel Jerome in Aspen. And more than 10,500 at the W in LA. Uh, yeah, that's how you beat Donald Trump. Let's just flaunt that we are the bourgeoisie. Private jets, nice hotels, and three, almost $300,000 on fundraising consultants fundraising You need consultants to tell you how to fundraise? Here's how you fundraise. Medicare for all, free public college, a, a strong Green New Deal, a significant wealth tax, doubling union membership. Bernie Sanders raised more money than any other presidential candidate. Say it with me. In history. Joe Biden can't fundraise because Joe Biden has no ideas. He's got no ideas. None. I think... Joe Biden, as you clearly are seeing, this is now the fourth debate. He cannot construct full sentences fully. He is not sharp. He has no ideas. And his campaign is bleeding cash. He is running basically Hillary Clinton's campaign, which spent more time fundraising in key periods than actually doing rallies. And why doesn't he want to do rallies? Because he has no ideas. He's running to restore the soul of the nation. Well, maybe people don't want to restore things back to the way it was, which was still the most grotesque income inequality in the world. I think we rank second or third in the world in income inequality. Child poverty, out of control. Homelessness, out of control. Uninsured, uninsured, out of control. Restoring back to the way things were is not a bumper sticker. So... Why I say Joe Biden is the biggest story is because I think as Biden shrinks, I think you're gonna see a lot more of those votes go to Bernie Sanders than Elizabeth Warren. And here's why, if you remember this moment from the debate. The question
1: is, how, who's gonna be able to get it done? How can you get it done? And I'm not suggesting they can't, but I'm suggesting that that's what we should look at. And part of that requires you not being vague. Tell people what it's going to cost, how you're going to do it, and why you're going to do it. That's the way to get it done. Presidents so, are supposed to be able to persuade. Just to clarify, Vice President, who are you saying is being vague? She's being vague on the issue of, actually both are being vague on the issue of, uh, of the, uh, uh, Medicare for all. Huh. No, look, look, here's the deal. It's, it costs, come on, it costs $30 trillion. Guess what? That's over $3 trillion a year. It's more than the entire federal budget. Let me finish, okay? You'll both both get in. If you eliminated the entire Pentagon, every single thing, plane, ship, troop, the buildings, everything, satellites, it would get you, it would pay for a total of four months. Four months. Where do you get the rest? Where does it come from?
2: Two things. Senator Sanders, respond. In two ways. Joe, you talked about working with Republicans and getting things done. But you know what you also got done, and I say this as a good friend, you got the disastrous war in Iraq done. No. You got a bankruptcy bill, which is hurting middle-class families all over this country. You got trade agreements like NAFTA and PNTR with China done, which of course us 4 million jobs. And let's get to Medicare for all. Let's be honest. We spend twice as much per person as do the people of any other major country on earth. And the answer is, if we have the guts, and I would like to see the Democratic Party have that guts, to stand up to the drug companies and the insurance companies and tell them that the function of health care is to guarantee care to all people, not to make $100 Center, billion dollars in profit. If you, we Senator. stood together, we could create uh, the v- greatest health care system in the world. Vice President Biden, you can respond, world.
1: and then Senator Wharton. We
0: can do that without... Medicare for all. We- this is what I've been calling on Bernie Sanders to do now. For frankly, four years, because he should have gone a lot harder on Hillary Clinton. But I digress. First of all, again, respectfully, Joe Biden can't even remember his attack lines. He's like, well, they're both being vague on uh 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 uh. I don't mean anything negative to my old my older friends, uh, people with memory losses. I have some memory issues, but. This guy, imagine him on a stage with Donald Trump. I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. Dangerous man. I mean, what you're seeing, honestly, with this Ukraine stuff, it's legit. I think Russiagate was a lot of malarkey. What what Trump is doing with Ukraine and this Rudy Giuliani clown show, it's legitimate corruption, and it needs to be investigated. But he's still a very, very good salesman, Donald Trump is. He's still a dangerous, dangerous communicator. He's going to get out every one of this, uh, any one every one of his base. You think that guy, Joe Biden, is going to make up the difference? Hillary Clinton had 5% less African Americans come out for her in 2016 than Obama had in 2012. Hillary Clinton had 5% less Latinos come out for her in 2016 than Obama had in 2012. Hillary Clinton had 6% less age 18 to 29 Bernie's core come out for her. As opposed to Donald uh, Barack Obama in 2012, you think this guy is going to do that? A lot of cocktail crowd, you know, establishment. Oh, we got to beat Trump. People that live in New York, Washington, who are very out of touch and have no idea how much suffering there is out in the middle of the country. They just think, well, Trump's so dangerous. Everybody will come out, no matter who the Democrat is. That's not how people vote. You might think if you live in New York or D.C. or, or a, a more comfortable urban area. You might think, well, Donald Trump is a is a a scare to the world. He is a a unprecedented threat and all those people will come out, even if it's Joe Biden. I got news for you because I've met a lot of these people that are those voters, either who went for Trump or um, are not like rah-rah, vote blue no matter who. They're not coming out for Joe Biden. Frankly, I think you might have some people that decide to vote for Trump. Instead of Joe Biden, just despite the Democrats. The other thing that stood out to me, honestly, um, I think when Elizabeth Warren gets attacked, which hasn't happened because the media has just given her unending, excuse my French, blowjobs. I know that's not like physically possible, but you get what I mean. Elizabeth Warren has gotten the 2007 2008. Uh, then candidate Obama treatment she's been elevated as the new Jesus in politics she has a plan even though a lot of those plans are borrowed from Bernie Sanders and again I don't think she's Hillary Clinton I don't think she's as bad as Joe Biden Hillary Clinton these others but she's not Bernie Sanders and we shouldn't pretend she is so when Elizabeth Warren gets challenged which has been rare she doesn't respond that well because the thing is Underneath all this I have a plan stuff is somebody very, very flexible. It's very, 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 um, what's the word, malleable in terms of making deals and playing the game. Getting al- get along to go along. Go along to get along. Is that what they call it? When Elizabeth Warren was challenged on Medicare for All, her consultants in her head and in her ear are telling her, Do not utter the phrase, taxes will go up on the middle class. They will use it against you in the general election. That's why she's ducking and diving all over the place to not just simply say, yes, taxes will go up. Just like Bernie Sanders has said, taxes will go up X amount, but your cost savings will be so much that you're actually getting a tax cut overall. That's all she needs to say. But because Elizabeth Warren does not have the courage of her convictions, yes, I said it because she is a political operator first, rather than having the courage of her convictions to actually state what she means and what will happen, because she's listening to consultants, because frankly, some of the people from Hillary Clinton's campaign are now working on her campaign. I reported before I went out in the field uh, for the last week, she just hired a Hillary Clinton staffer to run her campaign in Michigan. She's being told by the usual suspects, don't give the Republicans an attack ad to say you're going to raise taxes on the middle class the problem is people can see if you are squirming people can see why is it you have a plan for everything but you won't give specifics on this and now we're hearing that her, consul- that her team she says I'm with Bernie on Medicare for All but her team is looking for other options to fund it well I don't know what other options there are you you can't fund a, a government health care plan without the citizens paying more into it. I mean, that's how they do it in every other country. You pay more as a citizen, but you get a lot more because you don't have all of the costs we have. I'll give you an example. And I think my girlfriend is watching, so she's very excited about this. I snore like a elephant. That's because I've had sleep apnea for many, many years. And I tried that god-awful machine, that god-awful machine, you know, the CPAP machine, if any of you wear it, and it didn't help me. It didn't, ha- it didn't help, help me for years. And it's not exactly a turn-on, if, if I'm keeping it real, back in my single days. So I snore a lot, and my girlfriend can't sleep in the same bed with me and, and sleep through the night. So I went to a, doc- uh, a sleep doctor, right? $60 copay just to see the sleep doctor. And that's, by the way, paying $600 a month to have health care right now. I'm paying $600 a month. If Mama Charity is watching, she's helping me greatly pay for that because I can't afford it. I'm very lucky. A lot of people don't have that because I'm not working for anyone. I'm paying out of my ass for health insurance per month. Then I have a $60 copay. So I've had to go to this doctor twice now for two two appointments. The other one was earlier today, $120 just to go to this doctor that now i find out i have a uh, moderate sleep apnea so he's i they're gonna make me a mouth guard to you know move your jaw forward and open up your airway tmi i know but i'm getting to a point so now they tell me oh we got to get insurance pre-authorization blah, blah blah there is no way in hell my insurance company is gonna pay even close to the full amount for this because even paying six hundred dollars a month plus the co-pays i gotta pay Plus the deductibles, they cover, if I'm lucky, 60 to 70% of things. Who can afford to live this way? And I don't have children. What working person can afford to have to pay thousands of dollars just for the luxury of then getting screwed by the insurance companies? I can't afford it. Not to mention, I've had to get two root canals and three or four cavities filled in the last two years. At least I've spent seven to ten thousand dollars out of my minuscule savings. So, my point is, my point is, I would gladly, gladly pay the extra whatever it's going to be different amounts if you're a family versus an individual. Let's say I have to pay three thousand dollars more in taxes a year, I will save so much money on all these expenses I'm having to pay and I don't even go to the doctor as much as some of you I think ultimately we're going to be looking at Bernie Sanders versus Elizabeth Warren probably by December I I think it's really going to come down to Bernie Sanders versus Elizabeth Warren I think that's a I think that's a contest Bernie Sanders could win and that brings me to who needs to drop out of this race I got a few first of all uh, I mean, this goes without saying, g- goodbye, Tom Steyer. Like, there's no need, there's literally not a reason on earth for this man to be on a debate stage. It's laughable when he talks about corporations have bought the government. You've, you've been buying these politicians for years as well. Granted, he's strong on climate change and this and that, but he's railing against the system that he uses for his benefit. So, you know, you would make a very good, you know, secretary or I don't know, czar of something, but you don't have any business on this debate stage. You bought your way onto the debate stage by pumping the airways with endless ads. You did your little impeachment, um, you know, oh, I, I started the impeachment move in two years. Here's a cookie. Goodbye. We don't want you. There's no need for you. Get out now and maybe you could become ambassador to something. Seriously, there's no need, no need at all for Tom Steyer. Uh, number one, Better O'Rourke needs to get the hell out of here. I'm sorry. Better O'Rourke against Lucifer Ted Cruz is one thing. Better O'Rourke, there's no there there. I don't know what his signature policy is. Frankly, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe against Ted Cruz, he looked like Mick Jagger, but on stage in a presidential, he, he's got a, a, about as much charisma as my left thumb. Better O'Rourke, there's been enough time. He's not rising in the polls. Um, he doesn't have any signature, anything to his campaign. It's just a lot of hoity toity, you know, let's heal the world kind of nonsense. We need Better O'Rourke to step aside. If you want to go run for something in Texas, God bless you. But you, you're taking up space. You're taking up space. So Better O'Rourke, gone. Uh, Cory Booker, gone. Gone. Again, no signature policy, a lot of this nonsense neoliberal talk, Uh, he's he, like Amy Klobuchar on stage, Uh, you know, we're making the same mistake of going after each other instead of Trump. No, this is a primary. This is the time you go after each other. Uh, He's not, they're not attacking your dog. They're attacking you and your policies. You don't have any signature policies that I could see. You're running on love. Um... You know, go be president of Rosario Darson' because that's his girlfriend. I'm cool with that. But there's no reason for Cory Booker to be in this race anymore. He, he doesn't have a chance to win, and he's just taking up space. Frankly, he's taking up space. And if Cory Booker, like Kamala Harris, is coming in fourth or fifth in his own state of New Jersey, what does that tell you? If you get out now, Cory, then you could be strongly considered to be Elizabeth Warren's vice president or Biden's vice president or whatever but you're just taking up space and you're not if if you're saying the main thing is to beat Trump then all these people taking up space and really taking away from the actual core debate from the leading candidates drop out get out Julian Castro you know A B if this is a multiple choice test A and B Julian Castro there is no there there I like that he brought up the children, uh, you know, being in cages during the debate. Um, obviously, he's got appealed to certain demographics, but he's another neoliberal guy. As HUD secretary, he sold off foreclosed foreclosed homes to Wall Street. I like what is Julian Castro's calling card to be in this debate? What is Julian Castro's anything to be considered for president over somebody like Bernie? or Biden or Warren. Nothing. There's nothing there. And I'm not saying that people necessarily, just because you're polling lowly, uh, Andrew Yang is polling lowly, but he has a huge grassroots movement. And a lot of people don't know about Andrew Yang. I don't support Andrew Yang, but he has a lot more of a grassroots movement than Amy Klobuchar does or Julian, Julian Castro or Cory Booker. So, so what are we doing here? So Castro, Gone. This might be a controversial one to, to some easily triggered folk. I'm sorry. Kamala Harris, drop out. She's getting worse every single debate. And there's no, there's no there there. There's no – You know, if your signature policy is like a $6,000 a year tax credit, yes, on paper that sounds good. So basically your signature policy is – Andrew Yang and half? Andrew Yang's signature policy is $12,000 a year UBI. Uh, Kamala Harris has a $6,000 earned income tax credit. Earn- that $6,000 is helpful. It doesn't structurally tra- change anything. It doesn't get the toxicity of money out of politics. It doesn't do a damn thing about regulation. It doesn't do a damn thing about the demolition of unions. It doesn't do a ba- damn thing about uh, big tech, big media. None of it because she's bought off. Kamala Harris's campaign is run by Hillary Clinton's old campaign people. So people see that there's no there there. And if your biggest case to be made against... I think she's argued with Elizabeth Warren about... You should demand Trump get off Twitter? This is what you're doing? So I'm sorry. I think she should drop out. Because she would be one of the leading contenders for vice president for Biden... Maybe Warren, definitely um, another establishment candidate. But, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if you believe, Kamala Harris speaking, that your best strategy now is to go all in on Iowa, what's the best thing that's going to happen? You're going to come in second or third, but you've gone all in in Iowa, so you're not going to do well in New Hampshire. You're not going to do well in South Carolina. So I don't see a path for her. Other than she's trying to raise her political profile, but I I don't really know how you're going to raise your political profile by just basically treading water and and clogging up space. She had a moment in that first debate, and she didn't capitalize on it after. That's on her. And maybe if she stood by her convictions, she was for Medicare for all for five seconds, and then she moved away from it because Hillary Clinton's donors and Hillary Clinton's campaign staff told her, cut it out. You know, Wall Street, I told them to cut it out. They told Kamala Harris, cut it out with that progressive nonsense. So Kamala Harris, gone. Sorry. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, I know the media thought she did so swell because they propped her up and gave her a lot of time. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, there's no there there. Uh, she keeps pretend. She, you know, she she's trying to sound like a populist by saying, you're not the only ones with plans, right? But your plans are just... More crumbs for the worker bees. She said, I, rep- I covered it uh, two weeks ago. She says, oh, no, f- f- canceling student debt is bad for the economy. Serious economists say this would be the biggest, um, um, what do they call that, Obama's, this would be the biggest stimulus to the economy, canceling student debt. What she's talking about is it would be a drag on the capitalists who, are on the, who want to collect on that money. Oh, everybody wants something for free. What are you, Mitt Romney? You're a Democrat? This is what she said. Everybody wants something for free. So, gone. Gone, gone, gone. So I just named five. Frankly, some people aren't going to like this. Um, I have to be consistent. I think that Tulsi Gabbard has really, really been screwed. Clearly, she's been screwed. Um by the DNC. They fudged around with the polling to not let her be in this second debate. Uh, excuse me, in the third debate. And in the fourth debate, they clearly, clearly gave her as limited time as possible and cut her off before she could have a really strong moment against Warren. Tulsi Gabbard does have a big grassroots movement behind her, bigger than, um, bigger than the names I just told you to drop out. Um, so I'm not saying Tulsi Gabbard needs to drop out because I do think she has a grassroots movement behind her but I also think that Tulsi Gabbard uh, is clearly she's running I believe not thinking she's going to win but to make the case to end these wars and regime change but you also have to look at the political reality and that one to two to three percent that she's getting in a lot of polls some polls even more than that that support if she doesn't if, 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 if she doesn't If she knows there's no pathway, that could be pivotal towards the person you're most closely aligned with, Bernie Sanders. So I'm not trying to say, oh, you, the woman, drop out. It's not about her being a woman or a man or whatever. The media has successfully screwed you. Uh, I don't see a scenario, to be honest with you, that she's going to win. And right now, even that 1% to 2% can make a difference because I think her support would go to Bernie Sanders. So I think she probably should stay in it for another debate. Uh, if they allow her to be in it. Um, but I do think she needs to start thinking about, do you want to take this all the way to Iowa when you're negating from the progressive, the, the real progress? Not, not that she's not a progressive, but the, the person you're closest to in Bernie Sanders. So that's my opinion about Tulsi. I'm kind of like in the middle. I don't think she should drop out, but I think she also shouldn't ride this to Iowa because frankly... You're you're running against a corrupt party that's, if you think they're trying to knock out Bernie over Medicare for All, they're going to go even harder at someone talking about ending these wars. So I just gave you five that need to drop out. Um, I don't think Biden needs to drop out. Obviously, he's second or third in most of the polls. He's the former vice president. I frankly, I think it's better for Bernie the longer Biden stays in because I think he's just going to keep on fading and fading and eventually he's going to combust because he can't construct full sentences without stuttering or forgetting what he wants to talk about or, or the point. It's only good if Biden stays in a little longer. Obviously, Warren's not going to drop out. Uh, Bernie's not going to drop out. But everyone else I, everyone else I just listed, um, Mayor Pete, I forgot him. Mayor Pete is going to stay in because Mayor Pete's strategy now is to basically be Biden younger and sounding more coherent. And thinking that when Biden eventually stumbles and plummets, Pete will pick up that Biden mantle. So I don't necessarily, it's not a, it's not, it's, I mean, I think he's a hack, but it's not a stupid strategy to basically be the younger Biden waiting in the wings. But I actually think when Biden eventually stumbles, I think a lot more of those supporters are going to go to Bernie Sanders, not Pete Buttigieg. And I think Pete Buttigieg, like I said with Beto O'Rourke, There is no there there. There's no there there. And it was just exposed. Somebody found a tweet of his. He was saying he was for Medicare for a year ago. He's just another blow with the wind political hack. No more of this. No, I didn't forget about Andrew. I don't think Andrew Yang should drop out. Unlike the others, he is a real grassroots movement. So I don't support Andrew Yang. I, I, I've i already covered why I don't. But at least, at least, I mean, he's polling better than Beto. He's polling better than Klobuchar. He's polling better than Harris in most polls. And he's got a huge grasp. I think he just raised $10 million in the last three months. So I don't think Andrew Yang should drop out. I mean, I think Andrew Yang kind of knows he's not going to win the nomination, but he's bringing up some important issues. I don't agree with his remedies, but... I think I don't think Andrew Yang needs to drop out. I would love to see a debate stage with Biden, uh, Bernie, Biden, Warren, Yang, Tulsi. You know, you want to throw in Pete, but I I, I think the rest need to drop out. Cory Booker, no path. No there there. Amy Klobuchar, no path. No there there. Julian Castro, no there there. No path. Listen, I've been critical of Alexandria Ocasio Cortez on some things. Alexandria Ocasio Cortez reportedly called Bernie Sanders when he was in the hospital, when everybody was doom and gloom, when we got a, you know, CNN, MSNBC, when's Bernie gonna drop out, all these things, said, I'm gonna endorse you. That is political courage, that is political authenticity, and frankly, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez showed and is gonna show, because she's gonna endorse him on Saturday what Elizabeth Warren failed to show in 2016. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, if she was thinking politics, would not endorse Bernie Sanders right now, would wait it out because Bernie's lower in the polls than Warren, Bernie just had a health scare, and she'd wait it out and drag it out and drag it out. But she's saying, you know what? And I believe this is what she's gonna say on Saturday, not that I have a sneak peek. This man, I would not be standing here if not for this man creating a movement. For really, for 20 years, but more imminently, the last four years. He inspired me to run because she volunteered on his campaign. This man has fought for the working class. She's not not making a decision based on which horse she thinks is going to win. She's making a decision based on who she thinks means it. Who she thinks has shown they're going to get it done. It's very easy to write your plans. It's very easy to be a wonk and be so uber-educated, a Harvard professor, this and that. That's great. Obviously, we want a smart person to be president. we got a doofus in there now. But what good is the plans if we don't know if you're going to have the courage of your convictions to execute it? She, ha- she says she's for Medicare for all. I'm not seeing her explain it the way Bernie explains it. And I'm not seeing her voicing that, no, there is no middle ground, Medicare for all.